position. Hey everyone, welcome to the Boner Player Podcast. Myself, Tim Mazarana, and Dave Thomas here in studio tonight. Um, I st- we got to do something about this music. <laughs> it's coming up. I just it want- reminds me of a really bad like, disco. Bow, bow, chicka, bow, bow. <laughs> like yeah, I just, I just uh, <laughs> the, there will be an intro change and it's outro change. Be a 2019. Well, agenda. first off, we got things we're working on that have to get done. But I don't know who's sponsoring this year, so all I know is all I know is Skull Hooker. Boom. I yeah, think, guys, thank you. Thank you, Skull Hooker. I think. Uh, I think Stealth Cam is too, but a lot of the other sponsors will not be because they have rearranged some stuff and changed what always happens. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We got no money. We can't help you. Sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Cookie Monster don't care. Mm-hmm. But that's all right. Whatever. Do y'all thing. It's don't right. matter to us. We're still going to do it anyway. You know what? We're still here. Yep. We are, <laughs> we are still here. <laughs> Without you, we can do it. Oh, yes. Because for you people, we'll keep rolling. But you know what? It's this. It's fun. It's fun to just get together with the group, and you know we have ambassadors on. We have people from the industry on. It's just kind of it's kind of fun to hear everybody's perspective. So I like it. Is it? So um, I don't know how to swag, segue into this. This is this well. You is, just say it. So I guess I just did. Just I think I think that was the most awkward segue ever. Is there? Um, people don't even know what I'm talking about yet. That's how awkward they will. it is. They will know so, soon. But uh, so no, I was. Um, Tim broke his toe. I was reading the other day. He came day. to walk. When he has to go poop, he has to have someone cater him it in. Comes there. out like rabbit pellets. <laughs> that was the best dead <laughs> airtime <laughs> ever. Totally worth it. All right, go ahead. Um, so I was reality. reading the other day. Uh, don't laugh. I actually was reading. It's not like me, but I, I don't know. Popped up on my phone. Um, on Outdoor Life, which is part of the Field and Stream Network, they had an article on the. Uh, 10 deer facts hunters got completely wrong. And I was reading through it. I'm like, eh, you make some interesting, like, actual scientific points here. Um, so I was going to run through them here, and, and we can kind of talk about them. But uh, number one um, facts that hunters got wrong was the king of the forest, it's titled. Old school hunters will tell you the biggest buck in the woods is the king the sire of all the fawns and the owner of the does. And that's not only false, it's scandalously so. Um, <laughs> research conducted by Dr. Randy DeYoung in Oklahoma showed that almost a quarter of twin or triplet fawns had more than one father. Hmm. So, oh, wow. Clearly, dominant bucks, do, the dominant buck is not the only one seeing some action. Um, it's kind of funny how they say like the twins and the triplets have more than one father. So it's not like your typical, like when you say twin, you're thinking, okay, came from the same cell base and it just kind of divided and you got identical and like that kind of thing. It's like, no, there is, there is multiple dude sperm swimming around and uh, each of them found their own egg. (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) Here we go, guys. Uh, Enjoy. So um, those does are not as innocent as what you think they are. Like when they're running around, (laughs) Like, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think they're really running. I think they're just playing games. Yeah. Playing hard to get, but like all good things. Must well, come to an end. Yeah. Quick end. 
You ever watched that, by the way? Have you what ever seen it? that live in the field? What? The actual action. Uh, yes. Yes. Were you, were, were they close enough? Like, did you debate drawing down? <laughs> no. No, they're far away. But I wouldn't have anyway. I'd never do that. Yeah. To, I'd never do that to a deer. Yeah. It's, it's right. kind of, <laughs> I just. Unless it was seriously, no, I wouldn't, still wouldn't do it. Even if it was a monster, I wouldn't shoot it while I was in action, but I would shoot it. I saw one. I'd wait to after at least. That'd be the nice thing. <laughs> Continue the line, yeah. right? Wait till the, fin- <laughs> wait the till finishing the shot. Take a finishing shot, literally. Um, I saw one. I can't remember when or where. I'm sure it was somewhere probably on YouTube of this, this guy that shoots a buck while he's mounted, I think, to a decoy. Well, that's different. <laughs> Sorry, like, bud. I'm like, well, ha-, you know, like rigor mortis, right? Oh, God. Like, what happens in that scenario with rigor mortis? Does everything just stay solid? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I get what you're getting at. That's disgusting. You're welcome, guys. Um, all right, moving on. I think Dave's bored because he's typing over there. I am creating right doing? now as we speak. I decided what, the Bowhunter Plant trading post and talk forum is now going to be the Bowhunter Plant forums. Online and yeah. in there, there's a trading post as well. So if you guys don't know, this is how the decisions are made around here. They just yeah, I don't ask, <laughs> I don't ask for permission. I just do it, and because I, I feel like I just saw something else online. What does this say? Um, I saw something else online. And I realized that man, it'd be nice to have our own forum, you know. And this is a good spot for it now. I'm thinking about it. So let people sell stuff. Let people, you know, chat. That's the thing. Sounds amazing. It sounds like love. All right. So number two. Number two. Titled. Titled. Lucky Town. Lucky Town. And here's what it says. To take things a step further, the notion that dominant bucks control any breeding rights at all is fairly suspect. The same research out of Oklahoma showed that not only do dominant bucks not control the breeding season, the primary factor in deciding which bucks get to breed is geography. When a doe comes into heat, whatever bucks or bucks happen to be nearby uh, end up getting lucky. So that, and again, I think that just plays into number one of saying um, the does are open for a season. Yeah. Right? They, they're not, they don't really. <laughs> Reminds me of some. You know what I heard? I, I heard this, <laughs> speaking of which. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I heard this. It's the first time I ever heard this. And I, I don't know if it's true or not true. And actually, it'd be nice for you guys to comment below who does know the answer to this. But someone said that does are actually dominant in their area. And like a doe that holds an area will kick out other does that come into the area. I know. Yeah. You know who said that? Your wife. Let's call her and ask her, because I'm sure she would agree. <laughs> I think that's the case for most wives. I'm just saying, in deer, I think it's the same thing. A doe will kick out other... That's what I heard. I don't know how true that is. Like a family. Like, if there's a deer family that lives in an area, another deer family will not go into that area, and if they do, they get out, because they're, like, kicked out. I, I have a different view. So, when it's breeding season, I think it's a lot like my house. <laughs> like, I'm running after my wife, and she's running away. <laughs> I don't think it's anything more than that. She's like, no, leave me alone. Don't touch me. I have a headache. You know, I think that those like, it's probably sinuses, you know, that, that, that fall season comes around, you know, different weather patterns move in. They probably just ornery and they're just running around cause they have a headache and the bucks are like, come here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, snap. Oh, all right. <laughs> Let's well, move on here. Please. Uh, number three, big antlers mean more does. And this is what it says. Another rut-based myth is that those genetically superior bucks with gag gagger gagger antlers. I don't even know what that means. Have no, you heard of that before? No. Gagger antlers no. are more attractive to does and will sire more fawns. Actually, size does matter, but not antlers. Body size, according to research um, from Auburn, trumped all other factors. Um, larger bodied bucks, regardless of their antler size, bred more than smaller bodied bucks. Hmm. Which I think, I think that makes sense. I think a lot of it is yeah. visual. Oh yeah, you know, one buck comes on, you know, another one, and you're like, I don't want to mess with that dude. Yeah, that's so, true. I kind of get that. Um, number four, but then again, when all other factors were the same, including body size. That's when antler size seems to matter. In a study conducted by Mississippi State, um, when given an option to choose a suitor of similar age and body size, does chose bucks with larger antlers more most often. So size does matter in both body and antler. So <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna fall asleep over here. <laughs> Listen, Listen, you read that. We're only, it's just making me tired. We're only at number four. Can you just skip to the quicker, quicker? Give give us the give us the quick lowdown. Like, I can't. This is. Can't I, you, you don't just, think this is interesting? <clears throat> I think this is really okay. Keep going. Then this is better. This uh, is. You remember? Okay, hold on. You remember that Web of Life uh, podcast that we did about the mushrooms and the no, roots? it wasn't Web of Life. What was it called? It was called the Wood Wide Web. The Wood Wide Web. Same difference. <laughs> what do you mean? It's so boring. Wood wide web. So boring. get it right. All right. On 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 we go. Number five. Call out those eight points. Um, in the wild populations, the notion <laughs> that the overall antler makeup of a local deer population can be altered by taking out call or calling bucks with inferior antler traces is simply a fallacy. A fallacy. There are a lot of reasons for this, but perhaps the most overlooked is the fact that 50% of Buck's genetic code comes from its mother. Hmm. So unless you are identifying and removing toes <laughs> okay. that produce Bucks and so-called inferior antler traits, you are doing almost nothing to change the genetic makeup of the population within um, by killing those Bucks. So that kind of, to me, just disagrees with QDM. What just happened? Um, moving on. Did we just say something? Antlers like... Antlers like his daddy basically just says that um, antlers, people who think that like weird antlers or um, drop tines and that kind of stuff are that way because their dad's antlers were that way. They're, the research shows that that's not necessarily the case, that it that most likely reason why they're like their dads, if they are, is because of the genetic, or not genetic, because of the environmental impacts. Oh, interesting. So they live in the same area, so they end they up They eat the same the foods. Same. Yeah, same foods, same same poisons, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Number seven, deer can't see orange. Um, and it says, well, actually, they can see orange, but they don't see it as orange. They see it rather as a yellowish hue. And most important factor in visibility uh, is the brightness of the color. Darker oranges will appear redder, uh, mm. the hardest color for deer to detect, while brighter oranges will appear more yellow. So what they're basically saying is that the, the orange... If you're going to wear hunter's orange, you want to wear the darkest color hunter's orange as possible because that's more red to the deer, and deer can't see red. They can see orange, but they see it as red, but they can't see red. So they can't see orange. 
They can see orange as red. But they can't see red. But they can't see red. So they can't see orange. They can see orange as red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In your tongue twister, they can Or yellow. Can they see yellow? It doesn't say anything about yellow. Oh. Did it says they see orange. They see blue. They see orange. Well, they don't. I, I would assume that. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. Because they blue. they don't see anything about any other colors. But what they're saying is, they can they either see orange as yellow or red depending on the brightness of the orange. Oh. And okay. if it's darker, they see it as red, and they can't see red. <laughs> it's a conundrum. Okay. Yeah, this is a great it's great a article. What's the next one? So, number eight. <laughs> Our buck to doe ratio is way out of whack. Yes, this can be true. As long as hunters don't take liberty with the truth, the fact is ratios can't reach much higher than five does per bucks. Just because you see 20 does for every antlered buck doesn't mean you have a sex ratio of 20 to one. Here's why. For a starter, some of those does are likely button bucks and sex mm-hmm. ratios can't be calculated accurately during the hunting season to get an accurate ratio. You have to look at pre-hunt numbers. Why? Because a deer population that remains once hunting season ends will become the following year's pre-hunt population after fawns are born. The natural recruitment rate of fawns uh, will correct even the most skewed scenarios. The QDM's Kip Adam did an excellent illustration of this on the concept at QDMA.com slash reality buck ratios. Nice. Well, okay. Moving on. I get, that makes sense. It, you know, speaking of which... It's in that pile of article, uh, magazines right there in front of you. No, here it is. Here it is. Look, <coughs> QDMA sent us the latest um, of these, uh, the data. I forgot. Oh, I was cool. going to talk to you about this because it has all the stats in it. That's awesome. And when you said uh, Kip in there, I remember that he works for QDMA. Yeah. So that one, I don't know if these are the same. They live different covers, but uh, what's yours say? Is yours the information or mine? Mm, I think yours is because this, this is. Um more magazine. Okay, I got some stats, but I'll let you finish your thing and we can maybe right. run through some of this. So, stuff. finish up real quick. Uh, the dry old, the old dry doe is a title number nine. Unlike humans, in, research indicates that does, even the most ancient of them, do not stop producing fawns simply because of old age. Tell my wife that. University <laughs> of New Hampshire study featured a pair of does that were nearly 20 years old. Tell my both, wife that. That's awesome. <laughs> both produced fawns right up until the time that they died. 20 years old and still producing fawns. Wow. Ouch. Only big bucks, this number 10, only big bucks leave big rubs. This is one myth I'll choose to continue repeating simply because when I see a giant rut, I want to think it's from rub. Yeah. I want to think it's from a giant buck. The research, however, says otherwise. Trail cam evidence is pretty clear that while big trees are often rubbed by bucks, with bigger than average antlers, bucks of all sizes will often attempt to rub those same signposts. So you just have a, you have a uh, da, 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 effect, blah blah blah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You got you got an effect of multiple do, multiple <laughs> bucks rubbing on the same tree. It makes it look bigger. Oh, yeah, so. that makes sense. That but does you get make the first, actually. But what it's saying, so the first rub, though, if you can catch it early on, if it's a big rub and mm-hmm. it's early in the season, that's evidence of a big buck. Or if maybe you see it being done or something. Well, duh. I mean, you could tell what size the buck is. Can you? Right? Can you? I couldn't. Could you? I couldn't. They all look like 160s to me. <laughs> What's it look like? Big. B-I-G. Biggie. Big. Like Biggie Smalls. All right, so what do you got? What do you got for me? Lay it on me. 
Give me well, some stats. Give me some numbers. Okay, um, I want to hear this. Well, you actually, were looking. You were texting on your phone. That's I was why. not texting. I called you out. I, I am working on out. a photo for our I new. I called uh, you out. Oh, you're still working on that forum. I am a kind of person that doesn't like to put things aside. Okay, so what they say is QDMA support sponsors Bass Pro. Masio, Cuddyback, Cabela's, <laughs> Onyx, Hunt, Whitetail Properties, Jurassic Rock, Huntera, The Map, The Hunt, Hunt, Map, The Hunt. Yeti is a partner. Vanguard's a partner. Banks Outdoors, Redneck Blunt. Oh, is that what you wanted? No? <clears throat> now oh. I'm falling asleep. <clears throat> so this does not appear to be the way I thought it was. Um, I think it's just their magazine, which is still good, but... Unfortunately, guys, I didn't read this ahead of time, so it's going to be very difficult to give you any sort of good data. Uh, oh, here's you know here is here's a good advertisement in this article. Sorry, uh, hunting land liability insurance from QDMA. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good so, good one. We actually um, yeah. we have that ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh, it that. protects. It protects you while hunting, so... Dude, that's um, that's a great point, Tim. That's something you guys should look into. If you're looking for land, uh, hunting land um, insurance, uh, that is something definitely to check out. We actually ended up purchasing ourselves um, for some land we leased, and yeah. we didn't know about it, and then we found it. It was very exciting to find it, because... If you want information... Most people know what you're talking about. QDMA.com, outdoor... Out, outdoor... I can't, what is this? Outdoor UND. I thought it was a word, but it's not. Outdoor UND, all one word, dot com. So pretty, uh, but no, it, it's actually, it's really, it's really nice to know that when you're out in the field hunting, you're covered. And the main reason why is because I can use the tagline, I don't care, I'm insured. Dude, all I gotta say is there, people shoot some really nice bucks in the in this this country. Not in Michigan. Not in Michigan that much, but there's some great pictures in here of people just with massive deer. It's just so impressive. Um, you jealous? No, I'm not jealous. I'm happy for him. I don't care. I mean, honestly, I don't. How? Okay, it's here's fine. a question. How much would you? Pay? I'm not that good of a hunter. How much I wish would you I was. Pay to do that though. I would pay. I would pay up to three thousand dollars to just hunt with somebody that knows what they're doing. Just to like learn at the same time, but I wouldn't pay three thousand dollars just to just to shoot the deer. Like if if, I, if some guy just put me in the spot and said shoot this deer, not fun. But I yeah I don't to me that's a little different than if. But you're talking if, ranch like fenced in. You know it's there. You I'm know, talking like, yeah. I'm talking more. I've been on guided hunts like where they drop you off at stands and you're supposed to hunt. Well. The problem with that is you really didn't do anything to deserve the deer. Like you don't, you didn't like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I won't do it. I'm just saying you can't take pride in knowing. No, you made the right I don't th- feel you, you like, didn't outsmart it. Exactly, it wasn't my yeah. choice to to put the stand there because I knew it would come here and and I knew it would cut this corner. You know, that's that's my only beef with the you know outfitters. That's all, and that's yep. fine. You know, people don't have time, so they do what they want to do. But I'm just you know, for me, everybody's different. This is definitely not the data one, so there's nothing good. This here. is not either. So unfortunately, I was hoping Neither for that. They sent it though. It's it was here. a complete lie what you told us. It's here though. I'm telling you. Look in that pile underneath you. See if there's a. Nope. I know I saw a data one for the new year, and that's what I was excited about. I don't see it. I'm looking around. He's here. lying. Well, I thought it was one of these. I assume. Liar! Liar! Little princess. Throw the book at him. 
Little Princess Bride for you. What is that book? This is a B&H video photo. Oh, yeah. So if we're looking for any <coughs> gear equipment, mm-hmm. we can use this if we're trying to figure something out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man, I could have swore I had that. I'm so disappointed. Anyway, so. Uh, Do you want me to go through those 10 facts again? Yeah, that would be wonderful. <laughs> so, Tim, according to Schnur, we have some shoot-off we're doing against each other, which I'm a little nervous about because you shot pretty dang good in your little video the other day in their, in their uh, whatever that video is for. I can't remember. You're doing something. Though They were the uh, just the educational series that we're doing. Yeah. So we got to figure out what the criteria is for that. Uh, and I'll come up with it. No. Chris will come <laughs> up with it. But the other thing is... Uh, <laughs> I want to film uh, tonight, actually. I'd like to film uh, a broadhead test. Um, we uh, uh, the, I, I, we got the, uh, we, we have a new device that we made. It takes a piece of wood. It holds it any thickness of wood. It'll hold it flat for a front-end shot, and it'll also 45-degree angle the, the wood. So when you hit it on an angle. So I'm thinking... Slow motion video would be best, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe even put the slow motion camera above on a tripod on an angle looking down at the wood to see as it goes through, if it goes right or left or up or down, because you'll see the light and knock maneuver too, and that'll help the camera catch capture it. What's your thoughts on that? We could do a test run tonight is what I was thinking, but So I'm thinking that probably for me... Left to right movement is more important than up and down. All movement is important. It is. It is. But left to right movement, I would want to see more than up and down. Because I, I can't, I just, I, I envision well, it. Well, you, you have two cameras. You have two cameras here. But when I'm you're saying... shooting a deer, right, um, it's usually either going to deflect left or right normally. I would think no. because of off the ribs, uh-uh. right? That's going to nope. go. Sometimes it goes straight up. Because between the ribs, there's not as much resistance. Once no. it hits the rib. Depends if it hits it no. direct. Well, I always hit it. I right. just had, actually, who just had that happen? Someone just had this happen. They shot a deer and the arrow went straight up and up through like the, the spine area. Well, they deflected. It kind of happened to me. Was it you? It was you. <clears throat> what are you talking about? It went straight but down. That, but that's because oh, I up. It went that's straight because up. I hit. That's because like, I hit. Uh, I'm like, who was it? You. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it hit shoulder. Uh, so it didn't hit like it didn't hit rib. It hit shoulder. According but to you, yeah, hit the yeah. ankle, which I hit, hit the, the ankle. ankle. Well, it flacked off a rock and go straight up into the deer's lungs because that's what it appears. It happened so quick. I don't remember. He was wearing <laughs> a black mask. I don't know. Um. No, but that is like yeah, and I thought it hit the ankle because it ha- it does. It happened so fast that like when I hit it, it jumped, and all I saw was the the lighted knock by by his uh, by his hoof basically. <laughs> but his hoof was like eight inches in the air, and it actually hit his shoulder, and yeah, it did deflect up into the heart. That's amazing, so. an amazing story. I planned it that way. Lies, it's all lies. I planned it. I planned on out hunting you guys. That okay. worked. Um, yeah. So yeah, which actually anyway. did happen technically. We should go do this broadhead test though. That'd be fun. I think it would be fun. I mean, it's worth a shot to try it once, you know. And, uh, Thanks anyway. so much for listening to the Bow Hunter so we'll Planet see you guys podcast. Next time on the show. Online at bowhunterplanet.com and, uh, with your host Team great, BHP. Great Check us out tonight. on Facebook. And uh, I don't know. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting this. We always something. forget something. 
But there was something I was going to bring up, and I forgot. Oh, I missed it. Dang it. Eh, it'd be a different podcast. Okay. I don't even want to bring it up now because I'm going to disappoint you. I have to wait to see what it was. <laughs> see you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.